Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. There we go. Hello, it's running commentary. Hello there. That's Paul Tonkinson. Yeah, it's been. A, it's how many recordings has it been? Because it's been a while. But yeah, I think it's only. It's, it's only in, maybe one. In terms of episodes, I think for the listeners, you haven't been gone very long. Right. Okay. But I haven't seen you for ages. It's been a while. Certainly in yeah. terms of adventures. A couple of weeks. I've got, yes. got so much to tell you, Stardust. <laughs> That's what Mads Mikkelsen says in uh, Rogue One. But you know what he does just straight after that? What happens? He dies. Oh dear. <laughs> well, Plus there's no more. need for that. Sorry, everyone. So I've, I've kind of missed all the... Because I went to Dubai and then went on holiday, I've sort of missed the... I've missed all the heat. Yeah, yeah. But I sense it's been really quite hot. It was crazy. Yeah. I was thinking of you in Dubai and kind of running and stuff when the 40-degree days came along. And yeah. uh, the southeast. And other places kind of went on fire. Yeah, because it, it, it was, was actually it, it was hotter here than in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, but you can still feel it now. I mean, we had a bit of rain a couple of days ago, but yeah, at night, yeah, it's broken a bit. But it's still incredibly humid and hot in London. There's no need for sheets, is there? At night? No, no, that's right. And every night you think, oh, it's a bit better now, and you get into bed and sweat like a like yeah, yeah, like, yeah, a, it's, like uh, a sweaty person. It's incessant, certainly. <laughs> Here we are, going to go down onto the Parkland Walk, which again. The listeners probably find very familiar, but I haven't been here for ages. I've missed it. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I'm still pretty jet-lagged. I got back, we're recording this on Wednesday, I got back on late on Sunday. Yeah. It's about nine hours difference from Canada, but yeah. is it when you go from west to east, it's harder or something? I yeah, don't know. I'm definitely right, finding right. it a bit when you go trickier. When you travel from uh, east to west, you, you're basically there behind you, so when you get there, you've got time to catch up, and right. vice versa, when you come home. You're catching up with yourself. Yeah, it's weird. It's a really... I'm sort of... Well, I woke up at two in the morning, didn't get back off till like seven in the morning. Yeah, and I woke up at five in the morning. But that was just because my uh, next door neighbour chose that moment to put on a record louder than uh, than a rock concert. That is so kind of her. That was... Well... That's so kind. Hashtag be kind. Neighbours. <laughs> next door is only a footstep away, you know. <laughs> 
just a friendly wave each morning. Shut up! <laughs> do you not go? Do you not go crazy? Have you banged on the door on the wall? Do you do that? Well, it's a slightly. Oh, is it a bit? It's complicated, it? isn't it? When it's your neighbour, I yeah. reckon if it was someone four houses away, even, or certainly if it was someone in the car. I just go out and say, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's someone you've got to have a relationship with. Plus, my family hate it when I get angry. Yeah. <laughs> I've really been trying to work on that, particularly since lockdown. Not that I any, had any lockdown rage incidents. <laughs> but tr- what, you mean trying not to Shout kick off? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't like it. No. <laughs> family don't like it. Like it's no. less productive than, than you like to imagine in the moment. Yeah. So anyway, so... It's still hot, although, having said that, it, yeah, it's been trying to rain, hasn't it? I think since you got back, a little bit of rain, and then a massive, very satisfying downpour yesterday. And guess where I was for the downpour? Running? Well, me and my wife were out for a run. Yeah. But then we stopped very observantly, as in observing the rules rather than looking at stuff, at uh, Woodbury Wetlands. Right. Walked in. Nice. Had a tea, coffee. The actually and the, named wetlands. And then uh, it poured with rain. And as a result, as a result of the rain, not through any rebellion, we ended up running there where you're not allowed to run. <laughs> Good for you. Because <laughs> we were running to get to, to the bus stop to get home. Right. And then as we came through the, that gateway bit, which is like a bridge, as people sheltering, it's like, we're not running to run. <laughs> we're running because of the rain. And everyone went, that's fine. It's like, well, it, that oh, shows how ridiculous it is, but yeah, of course, it was pretty special. Over there. It was great. Yeah, yeah, still nice over there. So, you were in Dubai. I was in Dubai. It was boiling hot. What boiling what hot. Happened? Um, You're running. No, I've seen you since then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we did, we you got did. that running done. So, yeah. Tell us about Canada first. Off. Canada was really just really good fun. I was there ostensibly for a wedding for my sister-in-law. Yeah. In Kelowna, which is a sort of Winery area of Canada. Yeah. Um, oh no, you had to go yeah, to I the winery. <laughs> yeah. oh. I'd like to be a bit more specific than that, but I do don't really know. <laughs> we arrived in Banff, which is incredibly yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I see. It's, it's the, the most stunning place I've, I think I've Funny ever thing been. Funny is, to. my wife went there like year, like look, long before I even met her, and she's talked about it a lot down the years. And then when I saw your picture of like the mountains up behind the town, yeah, I was like, is that what it looks like? And she was like, yeah, yeah, I told you. I was like, oh, I get it now. It's incredible sense of just the scale of the beauty. It's just, it's just, it just feels kind of crazy to be in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, and there's bears. Yeah. You get to be excited because you might bump into a bear and the bear might eat you. Yeah. So that was good fun. So that, we bought some bear spray. That international deadly animal thing. That's had a little bit of a thrill to life. It, cer- it? it certainly did, yeah. <laughs> we saw a couple did of chi- s- saw a couple of chipmunks. That was what I was scary no, as it got. It's out a bear. <laughs> Spraying the chipmunks with bear spray. Um, <laughs> little tangent that reminds yeah. me of something. Years ago, I was uh, in uh, Switzerland with uh, on a tour with a bunch of people. One of whom was someone I was quite close to, but she was she's a bit loopy, right? And she was very scared of dogs. And we were walking down this um, flight of steps in Neuchâtel, very nice posh place. And there was a gate to a garden, like a small bungalow with a beautiful garden, you know. Yeah. And the gate was open. And standing on the path was a tiny little sausage dog oh, nice. looking up right. at my friend. And she looked down at the dog and they locked eyes. And do you know what she said? What did she say? Oh, my God, it's loose. <laughs> 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 like it was going to jump and bite her in the jugular. 
lovely little sausage dog. <laughs> not a dog person, evidently. Please be my friend. Yeah. Oh my God, it's loose. But it was so, chipmunks, not bears. Yeah, but it was quite a a moment because they did say, you know, when I was going through it on the morning, they said, don't stray away from the path because of the bears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not something you hear very it's often, real. is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a real thing. So. So that was really good fun, really All my bear knowledge comes from Bill Bryson's <laughs> A Walk in the Woods. Oh, yeah. And what, what was he... Well, we, we were sort of researching things to do when confronted with a bear. Yeah. Um, well, it's that old line, isn't it? That people say, don't, don't run away from the bear because the bear's going to catch you. It's like, you don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than the people around you. <laughs> Yeah, but when that's it. your family, it, it is a bit problematic. Yeah, yeah, particularly yeah. if you're quite the runner. <laughs> yeah. You haven't been training, have you? It's all like force majeure. <laughs> yeah. Look at me, my injuries yeah, are yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. The chipmunks have got me. <laughs> so, uh, so, you were running, though. You were running. Yeah, I, was, I, I ran probably about six times in ten days yeah. on holiday, which is good. Yeah, excellent. Um, and I... Uh, I did the speech at the wedding, excellent. Which kind of took over my day, really. Yeah, as it does, really, because the speech wasn't till eight eight p.m. Right, and it was just, you know, it's a bit stressful. But how did it go? Standing ovation. <laughs> Should we take that? I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It was, and I actually really enjoyed it. You know, just yeah. once you're up there, but just it's just the waiting. You know, and it is. A, yeah, absolutely, it will kill your day. But on the other hand, it's one of those interesting things that as comedians, do you find when you do public speaking outside of comedy clubs, the amount of goodwill that's out there in the world, yeah, yeah, sort of throws our whole careers into sharp relief. Doesn't absolutely. It? Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of thing of. Obviously, it's easy to... It's like you're at work, isn't it? When someone says to you, do a speech at my wedding. Yep. It's like you, you always agree, of course, because I've asked you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by the same token... You're not at the party anymore. That now becomes a work day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm and also, with work days, we always think that a little a light work, only a few minutes or whatever, is, uh, is, 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 a, is a, the worst of both worlds. Because yeah. you spend all day waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I was doing all that kind of... Pacing up and down, yeah. and everyone's like, "What are you worried about? Come on, you know, it's all this." But it's like they just don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's weird. Did you tie one on afterwards? Did you let it go? <laughs> yeah, I had a few drinks straight away. I mean, it was it was great, but it's uh, obviously the standard isn't that high, <laughs> so you can stand out. You've <laughs> <laughs> well, got some experience with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> and it's nice to. Uh, it's just nice to be able to show that, isn't it? Cause, you so know, is it a big wedding? There are loads of people there. There was about 100, yeah, that's good 120 time. people. It was on a farm in Kelowna. The, the groom's family has a pumpkin farm. Yeah. So it was really wild and beautiful. It was like horses in an adjacent field. I suppose everyone had to leave at midnight sharp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was... Uh, the horses just made it really... The whole thing was incredibly beautiful. You're absolutely sure yeah. the horses weren't bears? Yeah. <laughs> the, well, it was uh, at one stage, one of the horses sort of bolted into the area where all the humans were, so there's a bit of. Sort of <laughs> but causing a bit of panic. Um, During your speech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that a bit of barracking at the back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you've. Uh, yeah, good fun. 
Excellent. Yeah, and, 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 and that was at the heart of a nice big trip out there. Yeah, that was... A, it was sort of a holiday of two hours, really. That was the end of the... That was right in the middle. Then we went to... We went to Vancouver. Just, sorry, just passing someone eating blackberries off the bramble there. That's nice, a, yeah. That's a very mid to late Ooh. August moment, isn't it? It is, yeah. Yeah, we went to Vancouver, which is beautiful. Then we went to Victoria, where my sister-in-law Emily lives, which is all... It's just inc- it's just very beautiful, Canada. Yeah. And then and then me and Rachel went on a boat to uh, Seattle for the last two days. Yeah. So Atul. the whole thing was great. Atul is a friend of yours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, cooking here with the wordplay. Because Seattle's it, a nice place, and it's very, very far from here. Yeah. Because it's uh, Pacific Coast, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, because when, when, when you're on holiday and you change locations, like, it feels longer, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. So it's sort of, uh, by the time I got back, it was like, wow, I've only been away 11, 12 days, but it felt, for, it felt forever. Excellent. Yeah, so it was, uh, all in all, fantastic holiday. Excellent. And you went to the lakes. Yeah, that was just part of it, really. I mean, yeah, you've been going to all sorts of places. Well, what you, just you went to Edinburgh. and Exactly. First thing I did was that... Um, 10k we were talking about. Oh Remember yeah. That? What the, was that a run through event? Yeah, in uh, Hyde Park. Right. Really nice. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was a great 10k for a uh, regular at Highbury Field because it had a very slight uphill downhill on the loop. Right. Which added dynamism without really taking away from pace and flatness. You know, it was okay. a, It was an incline rather than a hill. And it was a two lapper. Four laps. Oh, right. oh, okay. And you could do um, 5k or 10k. So right. It was a two-lap park run oh, over f- over four laps, and uh, starting at the bandstand in Hyde Park, and going up along Park Lane, across the parched grass at the top. Nice, lo- down. nice location. Nice to be yeah, in the town. Lovely. Like Bit of run along next to Serpentine. Again, really nice. We've said it before, but uh, it, it, it always bears repeating. Run through. They know how to run in Well, they've event. got that balance. They make it look easy, and sometimes other people do it too. It's very uh, race to stones. But um, just that sense of everything being sorted out, running smoothly, without any rigidity. Right. Just really chill. No one barking at no you. No one barking at you. No one telling you yeah. off. No yeah. one, no, no. Everyone's out to the left. No getting to yeah. places any earlier than you need to be there, you know. Yeah, yeah. It just. They know what they're doing. There's a kind of softness to it, which is really nice. But, um, yeah, all power to them. Brilliant. I was pleased with the result. I was on the slow side in my long game of 10Ks. But when it comes down to it, I was really coming up against the... Uh, Long recovery from uh, well, that's what I thought. I mean, the, the ultra, you know. I did when we were chatting about possible times and stuff. I did say <laughs> it was a question of we'll see what we can do, yeah, wasn't it? yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I got that. And when I was there, I think I really came up against it. I, the um, I think I'd already said to you, my knee was playing up that week, right? And it was doing that thing, it wasn't completely disappearing from under me, but it was kind of going. Very painful and, and like limping through it until it until it yeah. settled down, you know. So something quite worrying about that. Absolutely, yeah. And I went out and started the uh, 10k and went off at a bit of a lick, and I was thinking, oh, just wasn't feeling it. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking, oh, this is tough, and I. I just was really stubborn, really bullish. Yeah. So I set off at a good pace. Really fast. <laughs> yeah, 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 and then yeah. uh, 
they, uh, they I knee... can't trust my own knee. So yeah, I'll my knee started twanging. Yeah. So I, uh, I ran through that. Right. <laughs> Knocked it back into Hopping shape. away, limping. Start, started yeah. to feel really sick in a very worrying <laughs> way. Like, like basically all the alarms in my body were going, beep, yeah, beep, yeah. beep. And bail, bail. I ignored all of them. I ignored all of them. Yeah. And, you know, which again, in, on paper, you think that ability to override all kind of messages from the central governor is, well, it can be useful. It can. But sometimes it's really It can be quite wise. damaging, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what I, I did it. I pressed on with the... Uh, 10k. I was very much happy with how steady my pace was. Really, not that it was fast, but that I just, just ran through that early resistance right. and maintained for the four laps and came in. I can't remember what it was. About 45 minutes, anyway. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, You managed to ignore your own body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and since then, I've been more. You know, I've, I've accepted that I'm in a little bit of a state and uh, trying to. Uh, you know, work through it, but keep on running, you know. Cause What's been happening with your knee, then? Because well, I noticed you're mentioning it a couple of times on the socials. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's better since then. I feel like the running through it has, has been rewarded with a shift in the reliability of the knee. But whether I'm making it better is another question. I think it is getting better. Right. But basically, at the moment, it feels best when I run. Like, I can't feel it at all now, and it's really nice. Oh, that's good. And... Uh, it's uh, certainly that problem of it kind of letting me down when I'm running has gone. But in day-to-day life, I'm noticing it. I can't, I can't bend it very far. Right. So two things okay. are, if I want to do the kind of stretches where you pull your foot up against the back of your leg, I can't do it. Right. And uh, if I sit down for a long period of time with a full 90 degree, when I stand up, it doesn't, doesn't like it. And sometimes it snaps like that and oh. goes oh. Ah, like that. Oh. Oh, okay and of course I was walking the mountains last week and it complained a few times up there as well so so the I'm knees sure. the knees being told what it has to do it's got to I'm, I'm respecting told, it mate. and it's got to heal yeah but it's got to heal through a steady running schedule a vigorous well, it's nice that it's not hurting when you're running. Yeah, and I think so you just have to run all the time and be be running. Yeah, yeah. But I think also it's telling how at the moment I can really see the difference. In fact, I'd say at the moment, I think all year long, really, there's this sense of abiding running fitness, which enables me to run at, at, at kind of come what cruising pay, pay, yeah. pace. You know, whatever the, whatever the weather, how, how, no matter how long I've been running or what kind of illnesses and injuries beset me, I can just toddle along. Yeah. But as soon as I run fast, then everything goes off just absolutely resistant. Right. I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm, that, that, that 10K has just really knocked me back and I find right. park okay. runs quite uh, tough at the moment. What, since then? Yeah, well, not since, not since that 10K, but since the Race to the Stones. Right. But well, okay. you, well, you really, you really ran hard those two days, didn't you? Steady, hard, you got the most out of yeah. the experience. Because it, it's weird, because for me, it sort of, it left me a little bit stronger, because it was the furthest I'd run for, for ages, and yeah, kind yeah. of, it was sort of like... As I think we mentioned before I could reframe it as a training run. Yeah, yeah, and the but long you, walk had the same shape as a yeah, training Yeah, but run. you got it. You did the event. Yeah, and I had proper so, denial. It's tiring. You know, it's I was tiring. Like, you know? I was getting to the end 
and people are like, aren't you tired? And I'm like, what? No, fine. Yeah, you yeah. know, and I believed it and felt that way for, for, for days afterwards. Right. So that it's like showing, it's like a stone going into a deep pond, the sense that it was actually uh, challenging and impactful as a slow release over time. I mean, it's a, it's a while ago now. We're talking yes. about five weeks ago. But equally, I think I am recovering and I think I'm being more realistic about that as well. Yeah. But I'm still running, you know, because yeah. I want to be. So that was the 10K and it was a, I mean, it's a bit actually, of a wake-up call. Yeah, I mean, it takes you at least three, four weeks to start running normally post-marathon, post doesn't it? So yeah, it's gonna, yeah. yeah. And, but sometimes, like you say, if, you, if something's kind of within your power, it can end up feeling like a training run, you know? Yeah. Like a, um, I remember doing a marathon years ago and going off to do a half marathon a few weeks afterwards, three or four weeks afterwards. Right. Just like the best ever half marathon. Yeah. Because yeah. I was so fit for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of hadn't crossed my mind that the marathon could leave me that way if I recovered right, you know. Anyway, that's not how I feel right now. No. But um, I went off to Edinburgh to bed in these shows I was directing. Fun, fun times? Really. Oh, so great. I was so... Good. It made me want to be there doing a show, which is kind of laughable because... No, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, That's what an was expensive <laughs> month spiritually and financially. What was the kind of uh, Atmos reading from the, from, the, from the ground? Very nice, very exciting. Felt yeah. classic, felt like a real Edinburgh Festival fringe. Right. Everything going on, everything in place. It was perfect running with Mark, just kind of caught the moment, you know. The only thing is, didn't feel like audiences were huge. They weren't tiny. But it felt like when people got a fair amount in, they'd got everyone that was available, you know what I mean? What, it felt there was less people generally up there? Just a, a maximum amount of people to come yeah. to the shows. Having said that, I left very early on, so maybe that picked up, I don't know. But um, I forgot my running shoes. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, what a fool. Oh dear. So when I got there... Oh, Mr. Deering. I had to go straight to the shop and buy some new ones. And and yeah, is this what we're seeing now? That's what I'm wearing. And what kind of shoes are they? They're um, Asics. Asics, yeah. And I love, as you know, I absolutely love my Nike uh, Pegasus 36s or Pegasus any numbers. And that's what I wanted. And the guy in the shop said, these are quite like those, but they're really springy. And I jumped and did it. I just got... <laughs> I felt very brave. Yeah. <laughs> and very non-tight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I jumped in. Took and a leap. And uh, I thought, good, if they're good, I'll just keep them for my next um, marathons or something to, you know, still have their bounce then. Right. Anyway, so I wore them. I did a couple of runs. I was up there. I remember Mark and I also did a lovely cruise along the uh, Water of Leith over by the new town. Saw a kingfisher. And the shoes are great, and they're so springy. And with my knee... Good for your knee. Because uh, then I went off to Lake District and uh, wore the excellent Nike uh, uh, trail shoes I got for Race of Stones. And I came home, my knees complaining so much, I wore these because they're, they're virtually orthopedic. They're so soft. Nice. It's just really... You Brilliant. know, you were talking about being on soft surfaces today. Yeah. I feel like I'm on a bouncy castle when I'm on the pavement in these. That's right. Yeah, that's so, what uh, want. so I'm wearing them. I'm wearing them out, Paul. Yeah, I see I've that. got yeah. three pairs of running shoes in play and I'm already thinking I'll need new ones in October. I've become really, one can't. of you running shoe owners. <laughs> <laughs> I've become one of you at last. You'll be... Uh, 
I'm still persevering with these. Don't even know the name of these, but they've still got a bit of a bit of bounce in them. Yeah. And so you did a bit of running in Edinburgh, and since then, I mean, I suppose it's not that long ago, is it? No, but it was. Uh, what do they do? I did. Um, that was very nice. Two runs, and I was only up there for a few days, so that was excellent. What a lovely, great what a, Edinburgh's such a good place to run. And I know cities often tend to be, and we know Edinburgh's beautiful, but it's uh, it's so much more to it than running around the meadows or up and down the mountain. You know, there's a couple of brilliantly engineered waterways and old uh, railways and stuff. And how was how was uh, friend of the show, Mark Watson? Yeah, good. Yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, he can go up and just sell the sell the runner. That's right. I think his show's off, and he's doing yeah. extra shows. And I think he's directed. A bunch of shows, or had other involvement in other people's shows. Yes. Which is really, so he's he's like promoting a lot of pies. Yeah, and uh, really pushing shows as well, like finding other people's shows, finding free tickets for shows, and then using his platform to say, yeah. "Go to this show today." You know, which is he's he's, he's just one brilliant. of the he's one of the good guys up there, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. He really yeah. t- and very, of course, very uh, diffident about all that. You know, I mean, the fact that he found time to run with me. This was like during previews, and it was right at the beginning of the festival. So, if he's in any way involved in half a dozen shows, he's got things to do, you know. Yes. But again, that's what we're talking about. It's always time for a run, particularly in Edinburgh, because it does you so much good. And sorry to uh, go back on a podcast you've already done. Is he doing a lot of running at the moment? Or where's he at with it? Yeah, he's or doing. Sort of he's sort of. Recreationally. Well, he was like saying, oh, not so much, not as much as when I. Because I took him right back to find out about the Berlin Marathon and stuff, which is last time we saw him. Yeah. But. Um, but he's got a great North Run coming up. Oh, okay. So we were just talking about how that feels like a nice, it's a good line to, yes. to work towards, you know. And uh, I'm in a similar position with um, September half marathons. But let's, uh, let's come back to that. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Yeah, so came back from uh, Edinburgh and almost immediately went to Lake District. Which looked great, because, you know, that was me thinking, you know, bamf, bamf, bamf. Yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. And then you look at your photos from the Lake District. Not dissimilar, are they? Well, it's I mean, the lakes, the lakes is amazing. Yeah. That's it. I do think. Yeah. Underrated, I think. I think Maybe. so. It's amazing how few people still have been there. And just, I think some people genuinely, in my experience, don't know that there are mountains in England. Yeah. You know. And, uh, yeah, it's great. I think that there's something about modern life, which is that people so much more. And this is absolutely fair enough. Which way? This way? This way. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've just come into Highgate Wood, by the way. I think people go, there's so much more activity on the lakes in the Lake District. Yeah. It's partly because the weather's absolutely lovely. I also think it's the misleading name. I always yeah. think, is it a trip to the mountains or, you know, what fells are we going to go up? But these days, the amount of people paddleboarding and boating and stuff is just exponentially huge compared right. to years ago. Yeah. But of course, as I say, great, good, A, good on them. B, the weather's really nice. And C, we were part of that because of all the uh, wild swimming. Nice. Everybody does. The great thing for us, I mean, it's a lovely place we go to, this hotel, Seatola House. Ah. <laughs> what was that? Oh, someone's jacket Someone and in jacket and possible wallet. wallet, possible wallet. They might have just popped into the bushes. Yeah, maybe. Let's hope so for their sake. Yeah. Um, for risk that. Yeah, it's a lovely hotel. It's got the perfect balance of being a pucker trip and being really well looked after. And, you know, everything you want is so good with all our multifarious food needs and stuff. But equally, it is a mountain goer's place where they'll do your packed lunch and you don't, you That's know. That's great. So there's a boot room. So it was, it was long walks. Yes. Yeah. So, and the kids, of course, being teenagers and with experience of this kind of thing you know we just had we had good legs for the mountains and it was great i went out at dawn on the first morning and did the pre-breakfast run up the valley good for you just fantastic but then i was doing it every day last time i was there but i think it's because that was so absolutely necessary for my kind of mental health coming out of lockdown um this time i did it the first day and i thought yep did Done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's great to be, you'll be used to this, but normally when we go on holiday, we go on holiday with loads of people, the kids, mates and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it was just the family. It's just so nice to be away with just the family, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And just get into all those stupid little jokes and long chats and kind of... Yeah, that's you know, right. That solid family stuff, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's really... It's, it's the next easiest thing to being on your own kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like being on your own without that solitude. So, yeah, we had a massive, lovely, long... We also... It's really uh, um, dull to talk about, but we've really engineered a couple of excellent walks where you go a very long way without doing that much climbing. Right. Just climbing steadily, steadily all day long. Okay. And then you look around, you're like, oh, right, now we're at we're the top here. of the mountain. Yeah. You know? And uh, we broke the first walk with my wife and daughter swam in a 
high tarn, the seven star head tarn, just with the amphitheatre of the whole Scarfell group behind them. It's an amazing thing. Came down to the bottom and we thought, I hope that lovely crystal pool down the bottom won't be too busy with other people swimming. And what it was, was busy with other people with their feet in it. Right. Okay. And my wife and daughter got into their swimming costumes and went Push, straight yeah. in. It's like, what? Nice. And they, they're such good acclimatised wild swimmers because I thought, I might go in myself. And I put my feet in. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was so it's incredible, cool. isn't it? And they were like, it's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> and that's right. They'd already swum. So by the end of the first day, they'd swum in lakes and rivers or towns and rivers um, three times because they swam the first evening. How, br- how bracing. Brilliant. What a great day to have. And then, yeah, we carried on like that and it was really great. I always come back from there thinking, what to do with this, you know, because... Because you live it so much. Yeah, and I don't want to move there. There's no, there's no life for me there. Yeah. Or life for us there. And on the other hand, there's more to it than just being a nice holiday. Yeah. There's something so wonderful about being running in the tops and it is being near all that sky and water but and i'm you know just aware of the whole ecosystem of the thing you know we're just tourists yeah they're putting our money in the pot and come away again so someone else can have a go but it was just but it's that it's that sort of feeling of like you go away on holiday and you're surrounded by all this glorious nature yeah and it's amazing you think is this what would it be like to embed this into my daily life what effect would that have on me because obviously I'm crazy about it is it just because it's a massive contrast there's probably a bit of that but also if you're there every day you just don't know do you you don't know how that would affect you yeah that's right it'd be an interesting experiment wouldn't it it certainly would you know (laughs) to chip off for a year or whatever yeah 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 or say right (laughs) I'm gonna go there and write a book or whatever it might be yes create some space to be there I mean people staying at the hotel were going to see a show in the Theatre by the Lake in Keswick. Right. And uh, I used to do comedy there. I looked at the programme, I don't see any comedians on there anymore. But, uh, I mean, all that is the occasional tour date, but it's a good kind of thing. Let's bring it's it back to sort of worky thoughts. You know, sometimes you think it'd be nice to try and take running-related comedy to those kind of theatres in places where you don't get stand-up, but you do get real individuals coming to talk about yes. outdoor activities. Yes. Yeah. Like the theatre in Inverness. Same kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, really uh, any excuse to get out there, up there. Of course, yeah. It was uh, Michelle, her mate Michelle, who's still, um, I think, on the bench running-wise, was uh, paddleboarding up Windermere at the weekend. Oh, I saw that, yeah. They're trying to rope me, us, everyone into the Eiger, the Eiger Trail, aren't they? Yeah. That was a, that was a movement. The, That's a suggestion. This Sunday, that was a, I don't know whether a bit of wine had been had. I mean, I feel up for more adventures. It's whether it fits, whether my body holds up. I want to do something. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to make a decision fairly soon on an ultra in the next six months for the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I really don't know whether I can be, can I use the word asked <laughs> to do the marathon de sable? Well, I think when it comes <laughs> to, to, down just, to, to just burn myself in the heat of a desert. Whatever you feel, uh, <laughs> you know, whatever the technical story is, for me, I think the most important thing to remember, and we know that this is true every day, but you saw it most clearly on that first day. So you talk about the why. 
Yeah. You know, you've got to. You need to know what you You would not have got, never mind my race to the stones versus your race to the stones. You would never have got your sub three marathon if the why of it hadn't run to the very core of you. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's that kind of, uh, if you've got the why, then you can withstand any how, can't you? Exactly. You'll do the training, you'll do the race. Exactly. And I, you know, know, I made light, not just talking about it, but I made light to myself about the sense of the race of the stones as a pilgrimage, a quest. Yeah. But I feel that now. But it did have that. Yeah, I look at other events and think, well, I suppose I might do that if I could... Think of a reason why I would. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you know, certainly. but just because it exists is not. It's, it would not. That's get the me thing. There. Yeah, it's sort of. It's a why beyond. It'll be a laugh sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. I think you need um, that once you get above a certain distance. I think so. Yeah, and maybe below as well. I mean, we always. It's easy to, to underestimate marathons, and oh, and, and then get broken on the wheel of them. Yeah. But yeah, that's my. I mean, apart from, at the moment, I'm very much. I'm toying with the idea, and this is a wider thing. Oh, look, sorry, the sun just came out as we go under the Ooh. dappled leaves of Highgate oh, Wood. Wow, that was it's gorgeous. beautiful. It's like a golden it's light so going on. so beautiful here. There he is. Ooh. Waiting and wooing. Oh. <sighs> but, um, yeah, we talked about, I can't remember the comedy phrase, but the last time we were talking about the future and mature yes. something, whatever it was. I don't know what... I don't know what 2023 is really going to be for me. There's all kinds of things that it might be, but it's it's almost worryingly movable feast at the moment. Well, it's and uh, I'm enjoying. I'm trying to embrace that journey to to resolution. And conversely, this year it's like a ladder of. You know, I've got work, I've got adventures, yeah. I've got my birthday. Yes. I've had, we've already had, it's already been an incredibly exciting year full of adventures. So I've got four more months of exciting road laid out ahead of me. And uh, God, beyond that, I'm just currently trying to feel around, circle everything and see what works, you know. It's that sort of, I mean, it's that what, what is running to you? And what do you want to give it when you're not going to get any faster? Yeah. That's one argument. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, you know, it gets, you've got to do a lot more work around running to, to keep running, haven't you, as, yes. as well as you get older? Yeah. Um, well, some of us do. Some don't. But a lo- an awful lot of us do. Should we do another, another lap? Yeah, okay that's lovely. Um, so, and then, but running through it, you've always got that thing of... Running surprisingly. <laughs> a refusal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a dog stop there. That was brilliant. That was like, that me, doing race, that was like me doing race to the stones. <laughs> just put, put my ass on the floor and said, I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. <laughs> we were just yeah. going around the corner in Highgate Road, and this woman ran past. You looked like an advert for running. She looked great. Just coming down the hill to the corner gate with her dog, and then the dog stopped. Yeah. yeah. Stopped and sat down. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> she was like, boing. Not going any further. It's amazing. <laughs> Amazingly low centre of gravity to be able to do this. It's the same with babies. When, yeah. You know, when they arc their back and you can't straighten it out when yeah. you try to put them in their cot or something. <laughs> They're just not doing it. Yeah, I was just saying that running through it, you've got that. Running is surprisingly pleasurable. <laughs> As if on cue we've got a guy there must have been, what, about 70? Yeah, just yeah. Going for going a little great, run in really the heat. Steady, yeah. um, do you know what I mean? It constantly, to be, I'm not particularly fit at the moment, but we're going to run for about... An hour and ten or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And feel okay at the end of it. And you've run more. Yeah. Even though your knees 
Yeah, and I'm not con- con- for it. I'm just constantly giving away. And stupid. Yeah, 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 constantly giving away. I've only crawled some of it, Paul. Well, that's back up again. But that's quite a uh, pleasurable state to be in, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it's the old thing, you know, like everything, like life. You think of running being a constant, but it's, it's the only way it can be a perennial part of your life is by shifting and changing to fit yes. where you're at. As you, as you change, yeah. yeah. And that's, not, that's much more complicated and three-dimensional than just getting older. Yeah. But it's that sort of thing of... You know, when I was going for, like, sub-three marathon, it was very much tied in with my identity at the yeah, time. Yeah, Of, like, I wanted to do it. I just wanted to feel that and do yeah. it. And coming coming and it, back it, to something that was defining for you. Yeah, when I was a kid. kind of maturity. Yeah. And now, now you sort of... It's embracing that almost post-competitive mindset. Yeah. And working out what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know. And ultras, they seem to be sort of competitive but non-competitive simultaneously. Yeah, they? yeah. Well, the great thing is totally you're different very mindset, set up for it? competing with yourself. Yeah. Which is what you always want to be doing. But it's not as... You're not sprinting to the line like you might do in a park run. No, way. exactly. Which, ironically, is not even deemed a race. <laughs> but it's something to do with the distance, doesn't it? Yeah, totally yeah. changes your mindset. I think the thing with parkour, I was talking about it in my book, is that it's, uh, you know, we sort of laugh about race is not a race. Is that the beauty of parkour is it's whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Which whisper it means, and this is the bit people get quiet about, because it puts people off, is that it is a race if you want it to be. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, but as long as we realise that the super fast people who are racing each other, all the slower people are racing each other, are exactly equal with the people who are walking or walk chat. running or yeah, just yeah. whatever you want it to be that's what it is Yeah, and that's why the you know racing for the finish line is part of that because sure. yeah, absolutely. it would be just as uh, exclusive if it was only for people who strolled you know what I mean it's, yes, yeah, it's democratic yeah. and that's what's great but the, but the ultra thing is more of a sort of like participating in this journey from A to B yeah. in whatever sort of way you want to do it yeah. and food like a, and like rest rat sprinting yeah. across the trail yeah. that's what we just saw but f- and food and all that are an integral part of it as opposed to like some extra thing yeah, it's, yeah, sort yeah. Of, it's all part of this sort of holistic no that's absolutely journey, right it's like you, know? you said that the, even up to including distance of a marathon when you set off on that run you can go into a bubble and that's a, that's not just psychological that's a pure that's a physical thing you can do you know yeah. go into this gear where your body can only consume liquids and you yeah. can maintain an incredible pace as long as you don't think about it too much don't have too yeah. many physical or mental distractions but yeah, once you get up into the ultra zone then what that means is for that period that you're running it that's your life yeah you've got to be you you've got to stop you're living on you've the got run to sleep yes. <laughs> eat yeah yeah it's fascinating i find it fascinating it's forest gump isn't it yeah when i was hungry i ate yeah, absolutely. And I keep thinking barely I keep thinking of all those people sometimes when I was with you but other times when I was in that ridiculously fast section between you know ten and twenty two kilometers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bit uh, where basically where we'd say goodbye to each other but you were still so uh, deludedly fast. Yeah, yeah, just crazy <laughs> in this choo choo train of Idiots. I constantly think of the people who stepped aside and 
looked at us with this sort of sort of benign expression, <laughs> as if to say, "Behold, the idiots." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like that sense of pace, you know. Yeah. Pace, non-pace, just whatever it is, just yeah. whatever it is to cover that distance. And then that little boy there represents you later on in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, now I was thinking a couple of things about it that come back to me is one coming down off Barbary Castle with less than two kilometres to go. No, not less than two kilometres to go. Isn't that funny that I think of it that way? With a little over ten kilometres to go. Right. Um, and someone said, oh, look at you running. <laughs> Still running. Yeah. It's running downhill quite quickly. It's downhill, right? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I slowed down once I got to the flat, but I kept running. Anyway, look at you still running. Oh, wow. And I was like, get there quicker if you run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really meant it. It's such a basic mantra, but that was what I was telling myself. Yeah. You get there quicker if you run. Yeah. And, and of course, the running it means that for, to achieve that, you have to allow yourself to run, obviously, to run as slowly as you like. Yeah. You're still going to get there, morning magpie, quicker if you run. And yeah, then when we were walking in the lakes, I was talking to my daughter about the fact that. On that first day, I realised, I pointed out to myself that when you walk and then run, that you uh, you start building up the starting running again as an awful thing. Right. And I was saying, it's always fine, you know. Yes. You've got that in you, you can always start running again. And since I've done it, I can't remember what the context was we were talking about, but I just realised that that is, um, that's a really, and just a new way of phrasing, a, 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 a lifelong thing that I've always sought out that I believe in, which is what um, Philippe Ngolier called the uh, little jump, you know? Yes. That if in performance... A little shift in state. A little shift in state, just yeah. something. You know, it's, it's, it goes right down to the, the comedy cliche of, of giving someone who is hysterical a slap around the chops. You know, it's, it's yeah. anything that just resets you. The power of a reset is... A, immense, and B, always available. It's yeah. always available. Talking in Edinburgh about going in doing an hour in Edinburgh, particularly if, there's, if it's stressful, you know, it's early on in the festival, you've got your new show, there might be tech worries, you might have a reviewer in, you know. And sometimes, all these acts, brilliant acts, they'll go on stage and hit the ground running, define the show, meet the audience, use their energy to have a great show. But sometimes you come on all stressed, yeah. Or something weird happens in the first two minutes and it's all off. Yes. You can yeah. always change. Reset. You can always yeah, yeah. change it up. You can always hit the stage that first time. I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of that, that scene in the producers with Zero Mostel and uh, Gene Wilder. Yeah, Gene Wilder. When it, in the early. When he takes his blanket and he goes, I'm anxious, I'm anxious. And then he slaps him and he goes, I'm in pain. I'm in. And then he throws water and goes, I'm wet, I'm wet and I'm in pain. And I'm, you know, like, it's such a funny, that's constantly changing state. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's like redefining the scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a funny scene, that the first 50 minutes of that movie. Yeah. Just peerless. So you had a laugh in lakes. Did you do much? Can we talk about the boozing? Oh, I've got too much boozing. I'm drinking too much. Are you really? It's very hard not to drink oh, every Rob. day. Oh, Rob. I really connect. Oh, the disappointment. Really connect drinking with um, with the warm weather. Just uh, you know, sun and lager just really go together. 
and it's been weeks. Sometimes right. I, I was gigging at the weekend and uh, I didn't drink then. I am, um, you know, the one most powerful weapon I have against it when I'm going, oh, go on then of an evening, is that I'm really strict about the, the 8 o'clock. 68, so I stop after dinner. That's amazing. The trouble is that that does make it, uh, it makes it easy to drink before then. Right. You know, because I'm like, oh, I, all I had was... Are you, are, you, are you lining up the shots at like 10 to 8 <laughs> as the clock ticks down? No, it's, that's, it's a few pints <laughs> of lager. It's a few pints of lager between 6 and 9 in the evening. Yeah. And as such, you know, it's the very definition of moderation. Yeah. But it's not really moderate enough, is it? I mean, like I say, I'm not... My mileage isn't that high. I'm not running that hard. You need a rest. I'm doing some holiday eating. Yeah, yeah but I'm worried about anything else that I'm putting on a bit of weight, which in turn is no good for a bad knee. Yes, I know, I know what you mean, but you've been... You ran a lot during lockdown. You've run a lot coming out of it. Yeah. Are we, you've are done we, your marathons. You've done your thing. Just a little bit. I, I'll be off. I'll be better. I'll be more disciplined about drinking again soon enough. I know it. I just need to be honest with myself at the moment. Yeah. It's definitely also true to say that I'm drinking a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, a um, uh, couple of things. Go on then. You ever think I've wanted to report back on? Quietly, you know, I love running and listening to music, but quietly it's been noted that sometimes, particularly when I manage to get out running at dawn, I will listen to the world. Oh, okay. The birds singing. Oh, that's I did that on the second day of the Race of Stones, and I did that on that first day in the Lake District. Oh. And I get that it's a, a good thing. I've got to stop my stones just going in the back of my sock. But oh, you know what? In, this is an interesting development. It isn't. It isn't. Is it not? Wait for the end of the story. Because as I've realised again and again in the past, and I describe, and this is very important for anyone who thinks, oh, good, Rob's a proper runner now. Oh, no, 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 no. No, but people do. They do. Right. They come at me with it. And uh, it's that whether I'm listening to music or not, there's going to be a song going round and round in my head. Right. When I didn't listen to music that morning at the Race of Stones, I basically listened to two or three of the songs from the day before okay. going round and round in my head. <laughs> and uh, when I was in, the, in Borrowdale, you know, I ran, I sort of run walked up this steep slope. Yeah, well, you can got, do it here, got onto the, oh yeah, good. Got onto the Allerdale Ramble. Yeah. And then the sun started coming up. I was like, wow, it's so beautiful. I'm glad I'm not listening to music. I can hear the birds singing. And then the my sun brain is said, shining. <laughs> yeah, my brain basically <laughs> said, yeah, but piss <laughs> in the valley. Piss That was me for 36 hours. <laughs> peace in the valley. Oh, it's a nightmare. There's no peace in the valley for my ears. <laughs> Good Lord. So I had to play it on the other, on the Running Chats radio hour. So if anyone's listened to that and had that song stuck in their head, I can only so apologise. Thanks for your help. Yeah, I would never uh, cast aspersions as to someone's proper proper running ship credentials as to whether or not they listen to music or not. It's just not something I do, but if anything, I've thought about it since the Race of the Stones, as maybe it would help for yeah. the longer. Well, maybe ultras. you should... Uh, <laughs> you know what's great? Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people do, you know. Yeah, I know. think it's running aside my brain. It's a relationship with... Uh, with music, you know, it's basically a, it's a permanently turned on radio and using it, same as my son, we use headphones to, uh, so that we can control the playlist. Yeah. That, that's how it works. And then the wider effect of that is that 
it doesn't <laughs> put you up in your head. It's, it's, it damps down the uncontrollable thoughts in your head so that you can be in the world. That's the but thing of course, that's not everybody's brain. That's the thing about it. So it's like if, if you've got a strong why, you're okay. But if you haven't, and then you hit a dark moment, things can just unravel very quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So suddenly, when I was doing Race to the Stones, oh, RTTS, um, I. Uh, Hashtag RTTS. Yeah. <laughs> and once I suddenly decided. Someone so reasonably said once in, what is RTTS? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, good point, good point. Sorry, go on. Well, I once it. Once it went, it went. Yeah. Once I was in that dark place, just the whole thing was just like, what am I doing here? Yeah, it's because it's, it's a bubble, wait to, isn't it? It's artificial. I just can't wait to get home. I've had that feeling. You know, it's just... I had that in New York Marathon. It's like, why don't I just what walk I off the track? <laughs> what have I done? Get on the subway and go back to London. Yeah, yeah, t- absolutely. That's how <laughs> I felt. Just couldn't wait to ring my wife and tell her to come and get me. <laughs> you know, and that's... That's lack of a, that's lack of training, fitness, motivation, and, and we come back to the why, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you're trying to draw it as a metaphor, it feels like we're talking about the strength of the rail you're on. Yeah. You know, I was on a rail, which basically was strong enough to enable to me to ignore all doubts and fears, yeah. or rather process them and do it the the, the meditative way. Yeah. Allow, release, let go. Yeah. And my solid iron rail. Of purpose went <laughs> took me to the end, and it was also and you were like there was there's no rail. It was it was there also, isn't even a rail here. <laughs> it was also to extend the metaphor. You were your rail was on the tracks of months of solid training. Yeah, yeah. It was held by something, yeah. but for me it was like it's, it's not an unhappy moment to realise you want to go home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, and it's clarity. It, it, you can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hard work when you. You know, 10 miles away from the finish and it's really, really hot. Yeah. And you're walking three miles an hour. You don't get any water. Yeah. It's just like, wow. It's a bit stupid. We're a long way from home. Yeah. Going home where lovers roam. On our way home. See, there's always a song in there. Yeah. I went to, uh, as soon as we got back from the lakes, we uh, went to, uh, I went to Nottingham. For gigs. What's the glee? Yes. Go on then. And do you know what? It was really great. I'll tell you several reasons why it was so good. One, oh, it's the next one, isn't it? It was um, a, uh, so hot. And right. they were in this big air-conditioned room. Oh, they were in the big room? Yeah, in the big room. Because okay. the heat, which is That's wonderful. Nice. It meant that everyone, comedians, audience, even... Venue staff are all much happier to be Just there a bit than more anywhere else. Yeah. And two, that big room's great. Yeah. I think that um, that the Nottingham Glee should always use that room. It's a great room for comedy. So it works. I don't know what their technical reasons are, but I know they've got a smaller room, and I'm sure in principle I think, well, if our audience numbers come in under the capacity of the smaller room, we should play the smaller room. Right. But in practice, I just think there's a joy in that bigger room that they should tap into more often. So it worked better. You felt yeah. it worked better. Yeah, and the audiences were, I mean, they were lovely, but they weren't enormous. Right. And uh, great, great Bill, great other acts. Who else There's was a on? a new act called Michael Mayer I hadn't seen before. He was really good. Ben Vanderveld, Comprey, Anthony J. Brown in the middle. Terrible, uh, you know, um, another <laughs> Bill made up of 
four white male comedians. But um, you know what can you do? And uh, it's just numbers. It was exactly, and it was very yeah. um, in performance, very diverse, really nice. Uh, just a complete change of rhythm for, between all four of us. Right. And um, and it was lovely to. Uh, I, I mean, it's the funniest thing about it, going back to what we were saying about, could I live here when you go to a beautiful place? <laughs> is I just had really good gigs because I've been on holiday for a week. Yeah. That's what you need before every weekend of gigs is to go on holiday for a week. Yes. Yeah, is there yeah. anything wrong with this model? Nice and refreshed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just, I mean, uh, it was just the very definition of loosey-goosey, but just in the best way. Years, plenty of experience in my legs so yeah. I didn't feel lost or have any doubt about what I was going to say right and yet the whole thing felt fresh and surprising Lo- you know loosey-goosey but all and also probably a bit more experienced and capable of being loosey-goosey than anyone else on the gig as well yeah I mean it's Which amazing it how far into one's comedy career it can be that you take a week off and when you get back on stage you think what is this what, there's no rail Right. There's no rail here. But I think that we're past that now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that's the luxury of it, you know. It was like a, the, the, the whole little jump of the thing was just built in. Right. And, uh, and also I have, I'm kind of, uh, it's interesting talking about this in parallel with like the race of the stones and stuff, you know. I feel like coming back to comedy in 2022, my set has changed. You always feel guilty that we haven't rewritten our stuff from the ground up and all that kind of stuff. But I am doing slightly different stuff. I have written new jokes recently. And you change and as, as time goes on, it, it beds in a little bit. And I started, yeah. I felt like I was coming back to me 2022 on stage at the Glee. Yeah. And the audience is. You're changing lovely. ways that you're not really aware of, don't you, when yeah. you giggle up? Yeah. So, so that felt like a real treat. And then I went to, ran down to Beeston Parkrun with regular, apology, of all places, Milton's the one where people specifically say, why haven't you on this parkrun or that parkrun? But years ago I developed a habit of running off along the canal to Beeston. And it's a, it's a really nice run, not just the parkrun, but the run to it, you know? Right. And... Uh, that was a good one to do, and as I say, my knee, just in general, and after the lakes and stuff, I was like, and sleeping badly in the heat, pigeons, yeah. pigeons <laughs> outside the window, giving it the, oh my God, shut up, and uh, do you know what, listening to this podcast, do you know what I think Rob Deering needs? A holiday. Earplugs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I thought that... I was saying to myself, as I kind of do at the moment, listen, you don't have to sprint the park run. You just take it easy, you know, find somewhere, have a chat. Yeah. Do it. At, at, just solid it. Yeah, just get around. But I have yet to act on that permission slip. <laughs> I hit the, 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 the countdown goes. And I you're press off. play on my playlist and I run. I think, yeah, here we go. And run as fast as... All the people who are slightly faster than me. <laughs> and off yeah, you go. same here. And in terms of fitness, I literally felt going into that gear felt better, felt easier, you know, than the slow run in the heat on a shonky body down the towpath, playing the trick on myself of stepping up, just improved my gait. Right. Nothing hurt. I was warmed up aerobically from running there, you know. Just felt really solid. 
Yeah, it's they're such good. They're such good things, aren't they? Yeah, they're such fun. I got very nice community. Paced by a stranger as well. Guys, overtook me. Paced by a stranger. Paced by a stranger. <laughs> in Beeston Park Run. I'm being paced by a stranger. Paced by a stranger. Beautiful stranger. Hope he's having fun. <laughs> yeah, this guy overtook me very early on, and uh, but didn't get m- much in front of me. Right. So I noodled along behind him, thinking, yeah, this guy's going great. And uh, I'll just try and stay with him. He's got a good pace. Right. And then as we got turned right into the sunniest, dustiest bit, I felt, I think, oh, maybe I'm going a bit faster. And I overtook him. Next kind and of... And then he was being paced by a stranger. Paced by a stranger. <laughs> and then uh, I could feel him right behind me. Right. I was like, oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to race here, but, you know, I don't want to capitulate. I'll just keep going where I'm going. Yeah. So I was still essentially being... He's by and then he came to slip past me. I'm like, fair enough. I'm probably fading. I bet you're pacing this whole thing better than me. I'm not going to overtake you again. And I said to myself, you hear yourself? Don't overtake him again. Yeah. If you really want to overtake him, you have to overtake him at the end. Use it to get that finish you want. Yeah. Anyway, so I followed him. Working really hard not to overtake him, i.e. right behind him. Probably really putting the pressure on Sorry, mate, but I didn't overtake him. And then uh, you kind of fall down into that group. There's me, this uh, tall guy with a blue T-shirt a bit further on. Yeah. This guy had been within a few feet off for the whole run in a red top just in front of me. And this woman um, in the same, just strung out in the same sort of four of us. And as we came towards the finish line, I thought, I can overtake my mate now, but I've just got to mean it, you know, if right. I get past yeah. him. Decisive. Exactly. Yeah. So I overtook him. And I, 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 it wouldn't have been a massive turn of speed. I haven't got one. Yeah. But whatever turn of speed you I have. had, I've used. Nice. And I knew that we were only about half a K from the finish line. And I made it feel more impersonal and reliable by overtaking not only my nearby friend but this guy this tall guy in the blue but I couldn't um, catch up with the woman. woman right so I overtook two people nice. and kind of moved up the nice feeling bit. and then I thought hold here because that guy's going to want to overtake you back and then the tall guy in blue he sailed fast right. he re- overtook me overtook the woman <laughs> And finished a kilometre yeah. ahead of all four of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was so kind of goldilocks. He, he had his giant sprint finish, not a chance for anyone. Yeah. The woman was just running. I mean, he's the only interaction he had with any of us at any point was him coming past. And then there's me and this guy. And of course, when I finished, he was right behind me. Right. <laughs> I would love to have shaking his hand thanks for that beautifully paced I really believe yeah that I wouldn't have done it as quickly as I did without him but yeah, yeah it's amazing isn't we it? didn't, he didn't get to my eye he just walked away I can only apologise <laughs> 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 but maybe he didn't notice you know who knows and it was a bit of a in terms of my runs this year it was a slow one but in terms of my fitness and the course and the heat and everything but mainly the Steadiness. I was pleased with it. Nice. For the first time in a long time. So that's where I want to be. That's good.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 